Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable, before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. We're Doug and Leslie Davis, and today we're going to be talking about how to heal and recover after an affair. And we know that that is a very difficult subject because there's a lot of hurt that follows an affair. Not only the person who is the spouse of the one who had the affair, but the one who had the affair is hurting as well. And so there's a lot of healing and a lot of recovering that needs to take place. And let's just go ahead and address the unfortunate reality first so that we can give you hope. The unfortunate reality is there are things that you can do that will actually increase your chances of not being able to reconcile, that will increase your chances of divorce following an affair. Um, And what we wanna do is we wanna let you know that there are things you can do that will help reduce your chance of being unreconciled, that will reduce your chance of a divorce, and in fact, increase your ability to truly find healing and to get back to the place where you want to be in a relationship. So before we start talking about the five things that we have um, to be aware of as you start recovering from an affair, the very first thing to, to conceptualize is the fact that you now have two roles in your relationship. Yep. Not only do you need to heal, but you also need to be the facilitator of healing because, mm-hmm. and, and this is both ways, like both spouse need to understand that you you have responsibility for your own healing, but you also have the responsibility to be the facilitator mm-hmm. for your spouse's healing. Right. If you're only able to recognize your own wounds, and, and it's important for you to recognize your wounds, but if that's all you're able to recognize, you can actually extend the length of time that your spouse is wounded. And so when, when Leslie talks about being able to facilitate, um, when you're hurt, it's one of the hardest times yes. that ever exists in your relationship for you to think about your spouse, because when you're hurting, pain causes you to focus inwardly. It's a natural part of pain. And so we know that what we're asking is is incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. but we are asking that you would let your pain remind you, not only that you're hurting, but remind you that your spouse is hurting too. Um, and, and try to avoid the, my pain is worse than my spouse's mm-hmm. mentality, because that will keep you in a cycle that that slows the healing process or possibly eliminates it altogether. And one of the things that we talked about last week was making sure that your relationship with the Lord is solid because the Lord is going to lead you and be able and equip you to be in both of those roles at the same time, both, both healing and helping heal both at the same time. It's almost impossible to do in our own strength Mm -hmm. and without the Lord moving through that. The, the other thing about that that's really important to remember is that God is trustworthy. So mm-hmm. as you're working to facilitate your spouse's healing or to help facilitate your spouse's healing and to heal yourself, the Lord is going to honor those efforts right. no matter how weak they feel, no matter how inadequate they feel, or no matter how rocky it is as you're going through that process. Just be known, just know that as you commit to going through that process in a way that honors and glorifies the Lord, 
He's going to be faithful in that process, even if it takes a really long time. That's absolutely true. Um, and it may take a while. We also want you to understand that there is the ability to be healed. There is the ability to fully recover after an emotional or a physical affair or both. You can find healing, you can find recovery, but it may not be as quick as you'd like mm -hmm. or as easy as you'd like. But even when it's not easy and even when it's not fast, God's faithful and you can trust him through it. Absolutely. So I will quickly run down the five things that we're going to talk about today and then we will start unpacking them. The first one is be forthcoming. The second one is to rebuild trust. Then make a clean break from the sin, find help, and renew your devotion. And, and as we look at these things, there's other things that you can do too, but these are really good starting points. Yes. And a couple of them, um, this isn't necessarily the exact order. You may find yourself in a position where a few of these happen in a slightly different order, but we expect that you'll also find the continuation. It's not get through step one and mm -hmm. then move to step two. It's adds add the next piece kind as you continue yeah. as you continue to do the things that preceded what you're doing now. Absolutely. So the first one is be forthcoming. Yeah. One of the things that Garrett shared with us is that he was given some really bad advice in the beginning when he became aware of his sin of pornography and he became aware that that was deteriorating his relationship. He was given very bad advice that said don't tell Brenna because it'll just make matters worse. And the reality is you might be able to avoid some temporary pain in the short term mm -hmm. by, by keeping something uh, to yourself. But in the long term, you're going to be creating uh, more significant damage. And so being forthcoming is going to have a couple of different things included in it. The first one is uh, confess what's been going on and give as much detail as you can bring to your conscious mind about it so that you can uh, begin the process of saying, even though there's been something that I've been keeping in secret, I'm opening things up so that they're no longer in secret. And I think this is important because when you start unpacking the steps to, to forgiveness, which we're going to look at next week, so tune in next week. But when you start unpacking those, those steps to forgiveness, yeah. one of the things that being forthcoming tends to do, if, if you're very transparent with things, it allows that trust to start being rebuilt and it allows the opportunity for your spouse to look at things from your point of view. And mm -hmm. that's hard, but in the big picture, that's not a bad thing. In the big picture, it will bring healing because, um, again, it, it's, it's difficult for us to imagine that when we are hurt so badly that the one who we think has caused the hurt is hurting just as badly. But the reality is most of the time when there's an affair, the one who had the affair is hurting as well mm -hmm. as the one who is the spouse of the one who had an affair. You know, it's a different kind of hurt. It's a different kind of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But being able to be forthcoming, uh, and again, it's not so that it can be one of those things that gives so much sympathy that the infraction is just overlooked. That's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to take rebuilding. Is, right? It's going to take rebuilding. It's going to take healing. It's going to take a process. But being forthcoming is going to allow you to begin to rebuild on a solid foundation, mm -hmm. where if you're not forthcoming, uh, you're rebuilding on something that could be jerked out from under 
under the process partway through. And the Bible says that we are to confess our sins one to another. Yeah. And and while sometimes we don't understand maybe why that's important or what the spiritual mystery is around it, we just have to have faith that because the Lord says that that's what we're supposed to do, that he's going to honor that and he's going to make make it right because right. of that, even though it is so very difficult. We don't, yeah, we don't take away from the fact that we know that that is probably one of the <laughs> most difficult places to operate to in this whole process it's one of the most difficult things to do right and that will put you on a path where you can not only find healing and find you know the ability to recover but it's also going to allow you to start to seek and give forgiveness which is what we're going to focus on next week and so we're not overlooking it forgiveness is so big okay. our entire podcast next week is going to be on forgiveness but the reason i wanted to share that is that the next thing that we want to encourage you to do after being forthcoming is to rebuild trust. And I just need to say this out loud to you. Trust isn't going to be rebuilt as quickly as you would hope it would necessarily. Um, if you are truly repentant, truly sorry, you genuinely believe in your heart that, that, will, that you are changed, you are uh, repentant, you will eliminate the things that tempted you in the first place, and this will never happen again. Just because you have been able to start that process doesn't mean that tomorrow um, trust is just trust automatically is going to be you know, there. And sometimes, sometimes because of the genuineness of your repentance, you may be hopeful that trust is rebuilt that quick. I'm just telling you right now, please understand it will not be rebuilt that fast. And you are going to be hurt as, as the, the spouse who had the affair, you may be hurt thinking, why is it taking so long for me to be trusted again? But the reality is when trust has been broken, it does take longer for trust to be restored than you might like for it to be, but it's absolutely essential. It's absolutely important. And so let's go ahead and look at what transparency would look like in rebuilding trust. One of the first things I would encourage you to do as you rebuild trust, you know, to act in a way that's trustworthy, is be willing to be completely transparent with absolutely anything that your spouse wants to see so that they can know that, uh, that you're acting in a trustworthy way it's going to take a while. Absolutely. I think uh, one example from the interview with Brenna and Garrett was that um, Garrett gave Brenna access to all of his online um, activities, his right. online accounts and everything so that she would be able to see that he's behaving trustworthily. Is that the right word? Trustworthily? Right. And, <laughs> and your situation might be very different from the novels. Mm -hmm. However, um, the, the situation, the circumstance might be different, but the idea is the same. Mm -hmm. And so if you can open things up and say you have access to absolutely anything, you can ask me any question, mm -hmm. and even if it makes me uncomfortable, I'll answer it. You can look at my phone. You can look at my computer history. Um, you, you have access to anything at all in my life. I will be completely transparent with you. Trust can be rebuilt at that point. And again, it may not be as fast as you'd like, but that's an essential part if you want trust to be rebuilt. And you need to have trust rebuilt to be able to fully recover. If you simply say, we'll move on, but you don't rebuild trust, mm -hmm. there will be issues no matter how, uh, how okay outside things look 
without rebuilding trust, there's always going to be a little bit of tension in your relationship. Yeah, so what I hear you saying is that as you're rebuilding trust, trust the process and it of will be rebuilding a trust. Right, but trust the process because it is happening, although it may take longer than what right. you want it to take. So don't have any any expectations about how long it will take because right. it does take a while. And be willing to do what it takes. I know mm -hmm. we saw in, in Brenna and Garrett's story, we saw the, the different types of things that they did to rebuild the trust, um, even to the point that Garrett drove Brenna to work and mm -hmm. back. And that was something that he needed in order to begin to trust her again. And, and again, it doesn't matter what it is that your spouse might right. need. Will you be willing to say, I'll, I'll be transparent in that area so that you can see that there's truly a change? Because one of the things that could be an issue is if you don't really want to uh, recommit, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, then you know you might just want to be forgiven without there being a change. But without the change, you're still at risk for another affair. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make sure that we caution you here. Uh, rebuilding trust means I'm going to hold my, my whole life in, as an open book because I am going to be committed to changing things so that it's not like it was when I was at risk for an affair and gave in to that temptation. Things are going to be different from this point forward. One of the other things that you can do to show the commitment to the relationship or the recommitment to the relationship is to make a clean break from the sin. That means remove any contact that you have with that person, um, delete social media accounts, get rid of any gifts that they have given to you, um, just make a clean break from that. And if it was an emotional affair, you know, maybe it was an issue with pornography, uh, make sure that you eliminate the places where you would have been looking at those pornographic images. Uh, having a, a true break from the situation and the location could matter in that case as well. So if it was always um, after your spouse went to sleep, you went to the den and you looked at porn, don't have a computer in the den. Or make sure that you just shut all electronics off after your spouse goes to sleep if it was a timing issue. But make sure that there's a clean break. And, and, and where we see this being so important, if you think about in Luke chapter 15, we get to see the prodigal son who had left his father thinking that he deserved so much more and he'd taken off and he found himself at a place where he'd hit rock bottom. Um, when he came to himself and came back to that relationship that mattered, came back to his father, he didn't bring some of the swill that he'd been and feeding to the pigs because he found himself feeding pigs and actually thinking that it looked good, stuck in the dirt and the filth of his sin. He didn't bring a bucket full of that back with him. He made a clean break from it and came back to the relationship where he knew he was cared for and loved. We encourage you, find a way, if at all possible, find a way to recognize where there may be places that would remind you of, you know, for the prodigal, the place where he was was a place where... It was bad for him. It was filth. It was it was wrong. Find those things that could remind you of the relationship, that, the inappropriate relationship that you had so that you can make a clean break from them. Mm -hmm. Completely break from them. Come back to the relationship where you know that you're cared for and you're loved, and then you can rebuild. Absolutely. Wondering if your relationship is at risk for an affair? Visit heartcallministries.org backslash quiz. And so... The next thing you can do is to find a community. 
one of the things that's really important is that finding and realizing the understanding that you don't have to battle this alone and you're not the only ones who have battled it. I can guarantee you, you are not the only ones that have battled this. So find a community that will support you, that gives godly, um, godly examples and godly advice and submit to them for accountability. And if that's not enough, then find counseling, Mm -hmm. find a biblical marriage counselor that will um, support you, that will give you good advice. And there's no, um, you know, there's no stigma in that. There's no, there's nothing wrong with finding help or asking for help. Right. And so you may find a community of other people who've been through something similar. There's a lot of support groups. You may find a community within your church body. There may Mm -hmm. be some people that can come alongside and say, hey, I want to be here to help remind you of the better things that you have now. And you may just have an individual who's an accountability partner, somebody who, you know, may be one of the few people who, besides your spouse, who knows what you're going through Mm -hmm. that can just check on you and say, hey, how are you doing right now? Are you still being trustworthy? Are you still being forthcoming with your spouse? House. Have you still? Have you, are you staying away from the things that tempted you before? Um, those types of things are absolutely uh, helpful beyond what I can describe to you. Simply because you realize that you have somebody who's asking you the questions that that you may not be asking yourself as often as you should, and and sometimes we just need to bring things to the front of our mind, to the conscious part of our mind, to realize the worth of what we're doing. Absolutely, and sometimes those difficulties that um, uh, that you're facing that allows you to be in those positions to start with, just talking about them out loud and processing them out loud is such a tremendous help. And I've seen that in the counseling office time and time again, where people will just process what's going on in their brain. I'm, I'm just sitting there listening sometimes and they're processing all of this through and they come to their conclusion. You know, they come to their own conclusion. And it's usually a good conclusion, you know, but they've processed it out loud. And so finding a community or seeking counseling, um, that is, that's one of the steps that we would say that it's, it's very, very helpful. And then as we look at the, the next piece of advice on how you can heal and recover after an affair, uh, both of you need to renew your devotion to each other, Mm -hmm. to the marriage. In other words, recommit recommit to the marriage uh, because even though there's been a, a, a broken bond, renewing that bond, there's been a broken vow, renewing that vow is something that will allow you to find healing and to really recover, not in a way where you're going to be broken forever, but actually to heal in a way that you can move forward in a healthy way. Absolutely. So, you know, as <laughs> And when we look at renewing devotion, what exactly does that really look like? Um, it's going to take a little while, maybe, before you're able to um, to be able to voice uh, the the renewal of that commitment. Because while you're hurt, sometimes it's hard to you know it. It's difficult when you say I love you, but I'm really mad at you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, to then say. I devote myself to this relationship, but you need to get to the place where you can renew your devotion to each other, renew your devotion to the relationship. And and again, I I would encourage you to read the first three chapters of the book of Hosea if you want an example of this. God had asked the prophet Hosea to marry a woman, and he did, and they had a good relationship. But unfortunately, she 
found the temptation of other men uh, to be a strong pull, and, and she had an affair, and she left him. She didn't come back. And uh, he was broken. He was hurt. But God gave him an opportunity not only to go, he, he actually purchased her back because she'd owed so much money that they were selling her to pay off her debts. He bought her back even after the hurt that had been caused. But what he said to her that was so significant was, you will be my wife and I will be your husband. He recommitted himself to, you are my wife, I will be your husband, and, and what that meant and the love that that meant. And I would encourage you, if you've had uh, the brokenness that comes with an affair, don't assume that because you're working on things that your spouse understands that recommitment. I would encourage you today to, to the amount of truth you can say it, and then later as you heal, to the level of truth where you mean all of it. I commit myself to you. I will be your spouse. So men, I will be your husband. Ladies, I will be your wife. I will live with you in such a way as, as to love you and honor you and protect you. This marriage matters to me and I give myself to you. That kind of devotion, that renewal of that devotion is going to be something that, that in the process, wherever it is that it fits in that process, is going to need to be said out loud. Don't assume that it's just given because the assumptions of I'll never have uh, problems in my marriage, the assumption of I'll never be tempted to where I would give in to a, an affair, assumptions are dangerous. Say out loud, I renew myself to you. You are my spouse. I will honor and protect and cling to you. And that it, it works both ways like it takes both spouses to step into this commitment yep. here for the for the lord to be able to honor that and to work in that it's hard in the waiting if both spouses are not ready to right. take that commitment and if that's the case then back up to rebuilding trust yes. you know back up to finding out whatever it is that's that's the roadblock to stopping mm -hmm. that commitment again and continue to work on it right. as you continue to follow the Lord's leading. And, and if you'll notice, these are not steps that you check it off when you're done. Right. You're going to need to continue mm -hmm. to be forthcoming. So as you think of things that your spouse needs to know, continue to be forthcoming. As you think of things that you need to ask your spouse for your own personal healing, continue to be forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Continue to rebuild trust. Understand it's going to be the privilege that you have for the rest of your time together to be trustworthy. Both directions, not just the one who's broken the trust originally, but the one of you who's kept the trust, you get the privilege to continue to be trustworthy as well. And, and just let that be a continuous process. Make sure that that clean break that you make, uh, that you don't find yourself slipping back into an area where, where sin, where you know sin is a big temptation for you. Make a clean break. Continue to make sure that you push that off to the side. Do not go back there. Uh, continue to find people that, that are there for you not because there's plenty of things that are working against you. Find the people that are there for you. They exist. Go find them and continue every day. Renew that devotion once you're able to and, and to genuinely make that commitment afresh and anew. And, and what we'll see is often when a bone is broken, if it heals the way it's supposed to, they say that that place where it was broken ends up being stronger than it was before it was broken. And I know that as hard as that is and as difficult as it sounds, as impossible as it sounds, if 
your hurt is fresh right now, um, there is healing, there is hope. There are things that you can do not only to heal, but to recover fully and possibly come through this stronger than you were before the offense happened. Absolutely. I love how Brenna tells her story in her book, From Lover to Beloved. And I would recommend that source. She writes about her return to, not just to Garrett and the marriage, but to her relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really good testimony. So I'll have the link to that book in today's show notes. And we'd encourage that you check it out because mm -hmm. I, I know that it will encourage you. And, and you know there may be some people that you know would benefit from it. Besides you, it's a great resource to have. And today, we wanted to make sure that not only we encouraged you, if you have uh, had the, the hurt and the harm that comes from being uh, or having an affair in your relationship, we want you to know that as much as the hurt was big, the healing will be just as complete when you're seeking to, to not only go through the healing process God's way, but when you're seeking to do that together, mm -hmm. that recommitment that's eventually going to come between the two of you is something that is going to be a testimony mm -hmm. to, to the greatness of the healing process itself and to the God who brings healing. Absolutely. And I think we saw that in Brenna and yeah. Garrett's um, testimony. And so if you haven't caught that episode yet, jump back a couple of weeks. It's Two the weeks. first Friday of the month um, in September and you will be blessed by their story. Today we've been looking at how to heal and recover after an affair. We're Doug and Leslie Davis. This is the Vision Driven Marriage and we continue to pray that God will solidify your marriage.